Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. Excuse the noisy uh, chair that we've got. And I have got the dog in the background. I feel like I always have to make that kind of clear just in case they're like, who's that noise? Uh, but today we have another compact athlete, but not only is she a compact athlete, she's kind of like what I've been calling recently my sidekick. So she helps me a hell of a lot with the marketing side of compact. And we're going to talk about competing history. Um, she has a lot of influences from fashion and styling. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, she works with a lot of brands as well. So it's going to be like an all over episode. But welcome Katie De Silva to the podcast. Hey. <laughs> so for people that don't know you, let's do a still quick roundup. And then what I have been doing, which is a little bit random, it's kind of like a five question five to ten question like fire round of like loads of different random questions give a quick oh overview and then we'll go into the quick fire round so i um katie <laughs> i've competed for i think three four years maybe i didn't have any plans to compete this year obviously everything's gone awol anyway but um i was planning on getting back to competing next year i mainly compete with ukbff but i have done two rows before as well um and the other side of things for me is instagram so i do a lot of fashion and just general lifestyle stuff on instagram and do a lot of collaborations with different like fashion and like accessories sort of brands and just general lifestyle stuff and I work with my protein and people like that as well. Love it. So, quick fire round. I've literally just jotted down four random questions. So, are you ready for these random questions? Yeah. Most random thing brought in lockdown? Most random thing I brought in lockdown? Um, do you know what? Maybe, like, one of those three-tier afternoon tea things. Because... <laughs> It was my mum's birthday and I wanted to make afternoon tea so that's probably the most random thing that I've bought is one of those like cake tier things. I love it. <laughs> Have you actually used it yet? Yeah I made afternoon tea with like scones and made like loads of sandwiches and stuff on my birthday so I had that at lunch. Very nice. Uh, favourite favorite what sorry? Heat meal. Oh um I probably would say pizza especially when I'm dieting I like to have a pizza if I'm gonna have something. Are you a ham and pepperoni? A ham pepperoni? What combination is that? Ham and pineapple? <laughs> no, 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 no. I d no, that's weird. Are you? I am. So I might have to end this oh, podcast. No. <laughs> like that was all oh, a joke. <laughs> um, what place do you really want to go and visit but you haven't done yet? Um, I'd really like to go to like Santorini. I think that. There's, I mean, there's loads. There's literally loads. I could be here all day. <laughs> Must have item. If you could have like one item that's like so so essential in like your everyday life, what would it be? Hairbrush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like that is something. I have two hairbrushes. I've got one in my house and one in my car. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just feel like I need to have a hairbrush with me wherever I go. I know that sounds really like <laughs> over the top. The same sort of hairbrush, or is it like different? Yeah, they're exactly the same. <laughs> Never know when you need one. That is true. That is very, very true, actually. Uh, what did you want to be when you were a child? Um, I wanted to be a vet initially, uh... which I think loads of people have that. But yeah, I wanted to be a vet. I love that. That's cute. Okay, so going back to your competing history, just like briefly, you yeah. have done a few like different federations and you've also changed your look quite a lot over the times, like just little, little tweaks. And this is something that you have done a blog post on Compact, which is really, really helpful. But like, what sort yeah. of styling advice would you give to competitors and what kind of have you done yourself? Because some people kind of get a bit scared. Like once they've done one look, they're like, oh, I can't change it now because, like, this is like the winning look. When actually, it's quite fun to change things, and it can actually make quite a big difference sometimes. So, what sort of things have you learned, and what sort of things have you done along the way of your journey competing? Yeah. So, um, 
I think over the years, like, I've tried to change it up just slightly. Like, I haven't made anything drastic. Um, but in terms of, like, changing around, playing around with different colours, playing around with different shoes, I think on my first show I wore super high shoes because I thought, oh, my God, they look amazing at my very first show. Um, and I didn't have straps either, and it was literally the worst mistake of my life. Um, because for me, I am a strap girl. I just find it so much nicer to be secure on stage. Um, and then after that, I went back to wearing really small heels for my next show. And that was helpful, to be fair. Like, it helped me to, you know, get some confidence and be comfortable on stage. And then at my last two shows, I changed to the Gala 08s and went slightly bigger but still with a strap so I think mixing around with shoes and stuff is a really fun way of mixing it up and obviously like adding all the I think maybe next year I might go like Diamante or something just to like mix it up again um and I think I might change federations as well so that will allow me to kind of have a bit more um flexibility with shoe styles and stuff compared to UK BFF. Yeah, um, you never had a platform with shoes and you always yeah. do really well. So I think it'd be interesting to see how you feel going into a platform Because even when I did two bros, I didn't actually have a platform because I just used the shoes that I'd worn for UK BFF. So I think if I was to go back to two bros next year, um I will definitely get a little platform and hopefully that'll help with posing and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think with colours as well, I've kind of like mixed between colours that I already like and that I would wear if I was going out. So if I'm thinking in my head, what colours would I go for if I was going out day to day? What colours do you normally wear? Um, so I think I've gone between like reds and blues because I feel like they really suit with like blonde as well. Um, and then again, with earrings and stuff, I've always kind of mixed it up each time and gone. I've normally gone straight and slick, actually, um, with hair and stuff. But um, there has been a couple of times that I've been, I had like curls as well, just to kind of mix it up a bit. Um, but day to day, I have straight hair and curly hair. So that's stuff that I do anyway. But I think whatever you do with your hair and you're comfortable with day to day, like go for that if that's going to make you comfortable and you like your hair like that then have it like that on stage there's no restriction on hair really I've seen loads more people in the like last year having their hair up in ponytails and stuff as well mm. yeah that was pretty cool actually seeing a few people do that yeah like I saw quite a few girls I've seen it in um WBFF and stuff like that but I think like PCA and stuff I saw a load more like girls with ponytails and stuff which was quite cool yeah, because a lot of bigger competitors, especially toned figure, will actually wear their hair up and have some really beautiful, yeah. like, plaits and, like, designs. So I think it's, like, I remember when I first started, this is how, like, naive I was. I was so focused on whether I should go for, like, a four or five row down one to bracelet and whether, like, having the hair would make such a difference. Like, I don't know why yeah. I had that in my head, but generally speaking, it really... It, if it's ridiculously over the top, then potentially, but most, I say like 99% of the time, it's literally what feels good with you and what's going to make you feel the most confident. Because if you don't feel great inside, then trust me, like your body language, it will show on the outside as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's interesting what you mentioned about the shoes. So I, same thing, I <laughs> went for strapless first off. Because I'm like, mm. oh, it looks like better. Everyone wears them. It elongates the legs. But I couldn't freaking walk in them to save my life. I was, yeah. <laughs> like, I wish I could have got, like, super glue on my feet. Because it was just so bad. And, again, you think that is the way to go. Because you potentially, as now you may see, like, the pros do it. All that sort of thing. But I strapped is a lot more popular. Um, especially these yeah. days as well. So I think it's not a bad thing if... You go for a smaller heel when you first out, you go for straps. And then, as you said, like you, you kind of upgrade. So you went from the caress, four or eight, which is a four inch, and then the gala was half an inch more. Um, yeah. Because you had the posing nailed, it wasn't a big kind of step up, whereas I do see some people, they're going for a five inch heel without a platform. They still haven't got comfortable with their posing. So not only have, are they having to learn the posing, they're having to deal with these five inch heels. Yeah. which actually aren't the best thing for them right now because the priority is 
nailing that posing and not feeling like you're completely like not stable in your heels at all yeah I feel like for my first show I completely forgot in a way that I had to actually walk on stage like I looked good in the big shoes <laughs> in the pose and then I was like oh my god I've got to walk around the stage as well because there is a lot of walking like when you stand off to the side with the girls when you do your individuals and you do like your you're walking around on stage quite a lot as well and as soon as you get out of that pose and you walk and you're walking like you, you, you pooed yourself <laughs> you look like a wally do you know what I mean <laughs> it's so true it's so very true so going from UK BFF with your um experience and then going into two bros yeah. I would say if you had to kind of put federations on the spectrum, I would probably say they're on the either side of that spectrum. You have UK BFF, which has slightly tighter, um, I wouldn't say restrictions, but like guidelines. So the way that you pose, um, the shoes that you're allowed, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And then you're going from, from that to two bros, which is pose how you want, heels as you want, basically do what you want, but within reason. So yeah um talk to us about like that experience maybe certain things that you picked up um yeah I think it might be quite interesting for people to hear yeah so that was quite a challenge for me because even down to the posing I straight away need like had posing lessons all over again because I was just like I've I don't know what I'm doing now like this is totally new territory um and like even going from front pose straight to rear pose when I've been used to doing all the quarter turns and at the sides was actually quite difficult like to learn that new transition of just going all the way around to the back rather than hitting the side first um but it wasn't too bad um and I did notice that a lot of girls have a lot more glam at two bros there's a lot more free reign like you say um and actually, even though I didn't do it, I stayed with like, I think, did I have glittery shoes? I'm trying to think. I think I did. I know you've had the, you the Gala O8s, which are the planes. Have you had the glitter? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Keep talking. I've got to find it on my, um, on my app and see what you have. So although I didn't have like um, Diamante shoes, a lot of the girls do and a lot of girls had platforms and stuff as well. I think I changed my earring slightly. I'm trying to find where you are. So yes, you had Scarlet. You've had Scarlet and you've had, yeah, that was the UK BFF. The Parisas. See, it's a good thing I get you to order through the website because I've actually got data here. Um, yeah. And then you had, um, yeah, the Gala 08s, which are the plain ones. They're the ones you oh, had. It must have been my last ones that I had. Before I'd done two bros, I'd worn like the, only ever worn like cut bikinis. Um, and then for two bros, obviously you have all like the, you see loads, like, well, I don't know, 98% of girls have connectors. Um, so I went for a totally different colour. I went for like a turquoise blue, completely mixed it up, triangle style top with like diamond connectors. Um, and obviously the bottoms as well were cut completely different to UK BFF because UK BFF you have to cover three quarters. Is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of your bum cheeks um and two bros is way more relaxed isn't it it's like the pro cut yeah um so yeah it was kind of like a completely different look and everything down to the running of the day was totally different um and also the actually the athletes were completely different i would say like the the conditioning was completely different mm -hmm. um how did you find wearing connectors when you're bikini I actually quite liked it. I um, I quite liked. I didn't think I would like the triangle style, um, because I'd always just worn like the cup style, and I thought that looked really nice and flattering. But I actually really liked wearing the triangle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I feel like with I feel like when you've got like fake boobs, triangle style looks really nice. But sometimes when you haven't got fake boobs it doesn't look as nice yeah. as cups do does that make sense yeah um but actually the way that like the bikinis the triangles are like padded anyway 
actually isn't like they look nice either way <laughs> yeah. i know what you mean though um the yeah bit of a heads up if you are having a triangle bikini top and you haven't got implants i would definitely advise getting some some sort of like padding in them yeah. because it didn't make that much of a difference actually because i remember looking at my photos and pretty much I don't think this is just every tubo's competitor has implants, by the way. I think a lot of competitors do have implants. I think it's across all generations. But I remember just kind of looking at the lineup and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I could notice, but it didn't, that wasn't the first thing I looked at, if you know what I mean, when I did the comparisons. Um, yeah. So yeah, just definitely just get loads of padding and we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are your plans potentially for next year then? Um, so next year all going well, I think I'm going to go back to two bros. Um, yeah, that's, that's the plan in my head. I think I'll definitely come away from that now and go to two bros next. Exciting. Yeah. Are you nervous? Um, no, I wouldn't say nervous. Uh, um, I'm really like content at the minute. Like I wasn't planning on competing this year and it just really wasn't in my head. So I think at the minute my brain is like a little bit away from competing but in a good way like it's still there but it's not like I'm not really itching to get back so I think like by the end of the year beginning of next year I'll be like really really like excited and like raring to go. <laughs> yeah, I remember last year is it last year I keep forgetting my years yeah, I remember last year you competed around was it June time? Oh, yeah 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 it was around June time and then you actually qualified for the Arnold's in September. Um, yeah. And I remember you, I, always, I don't know why, I always remember the conversations that my athletes have with me when they're like, I'm not going to compete because I know exactly what they're going to say. And I can see how nervous they are. I'm like, why are you nervous? This is absolutely good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, so it's just about like, I think it's brave, not brave, but I think it's, um, I think it's a good thing that... Yeah. You kind of be like no i don't want to prep i don't want to continue going on like i want a year out and kind of i guess not following the crowd if you know what i mean um yeah like what sort of signs or like so was there anything in particular when you're like mm, i'm just not sure whether i want to keep prepping on towards like september or i don't know if i want to do next year and all that sort of thing yeah um i just found it to be it is hard like I think especially if you've got like people I know everyone gets involved with um on Instagram and stuff people always will follow people that are competing and we all sort of like are watching each other like supporting each other and it's lovely um but I feel like even more so when you have like a bigger account you, it, it's it's a lot of pressure to say when everyone is messaging you saying like oh my god I'm following your journey and then all of a sudden you're like sacking it off and you're saying I'm not doing it anymore like you've got to come out to all those people and say I'm, I don't, I'm not carrying on anymore guys and that's quite difficult sometimes it just feels like a bit of pressure mm. and it's the same as well when you compete and everyone's like oh you're gonna win like of course you're gonna win and it's like no but you don't know that because you don't know who's gonna be there you don't know what's gonna happen on the day and it is it is pressure mm. and I feel like that in between stage of me prepping I was gonna prep for Arnold's and then do um finals after because it was only like a few weeks later um but it was like obviously June to September October and it would have meant that I was dieting like nine out of 12 months of the year or something like that it was a lot mm. um and I'd been on holiday a week after my show so I'd gone to Tenerife, kind of had some downtime. I've spoken to my coach about it and said, I'm, you know, I'm going on holiday. I'm not going to be, I'm just going to completely chill out. Um, and I think when I went there and then I came back, my head was just completely, I'd really chilled out and I thought that was going to let me relax. And then I was going to come back ready to go again. But actually it completely made me relax and made me, take my brain away from it and when I got back I was kind of like just wanted to have my summer wanted to have my life back in a little way I don't want to say that but um, like I wanted to be able to go and do things like from being on holiday and I just thought actually 
right now I wasn't feeling it and I did start prepping again I think for like maybe a week or something and I was dieting and I was you know not not prepping as such because it was quite a long time but I was still you know like being restrictive and I was just miserable and I just wasn't I wasn't enjoying it and I wasn't enjoying the process and I just thought I'm not going to push myself for the majority of this year and being miserable um and yeah I just decided that I didn't want to carry on and then this year I was my plan was to like go on nice holidays and <laughs> I was gonna have a year out I was gonna go to a few new places like and obviously now we can't because everything's really sad and messed up and crazy right now but um yeah that was my plan to kind of have some complete a year where because I haven't had a year off either so yeah um, it's, a, it's a fair game it's a fair point as well um and you do sometimes feel that when everyone's like oh it's when you let's go on stage and they probably don't mean it like it's just when you're like oh my god because sometimes you haven't made that mind up in your head yourself and then someone's kind of coming at you not coming at you but you know what I mean it's like they're asking that question um yeah so, no, I can imagine that it does kind of feel like a little bit of pressure but I think it is a good thing that yeah. you just go no and then and exactly as you said if you're not enjoying it that's a sign. Yeah. If you would have pushed it to like Arnold's and then done your finals, that might have been too far to kind of turn back. And then you might have completely just quit competing over together. Like you never know. Yeah. Um, I think you can ruin it for yourself. And that's quite scary. Like if you make yourself, I, I remember, I think maybe even in our conversation, I said to you, I don't want to make myself hate it. Yeah. And I think that's a really big point that you have to consider. If you're, re you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be hating prepping you shouldn't be hating the process um you should be enjoying it and you know making yourself pushing yourself a bit far like you say can potentially make you hate it and then you might not ever want to put yourself in that position again so I am glad that I you know pulled myself back out of it because I think I would have just been I was so food focused as well just it was everything in my head was just telling me that it was time to, you know, I'd done two shows and I was just like, I'm going to just call it a day. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. The next topic I want to talk about is because for me, I, whenever I think of like you, I just think of like, this girl just knows her fashion inside out. She's got <laughs> great style. And even like right now, right? She's just got like a nice like sweatshirt on. And I'm just like, girl, like you, I, before this, podcast is like I look like shit she goes yeah me too she still looks about at least a seven out of ten right now with no makeup like, <laughs> this girl. Oh. anyway <laughs> I want to ask you because this is a, some this is something that I um kind of have my own questions on when you've got your wardrobe yeah <laughs> it's not easy when you're a competitor and you're trying to sort out your wardrobe because your yeah. weight goes so <laughs> skew with um so I mean, that means naturally your dress sizes go a little bit funny. You don't, like, not on top of, some people have like a winter and like a summer wardrobe. I feel like you have to add two more layers to that as a competitor. <laughs> season and in prep. That's four different layers that you have to kind of like navigate in your own head and in your bedroom. That is stressful, right? So <laughs> how do you, you know, it's easier to dress yourself when you're in prep when you feel a little bit leaner and you generally feel a bit more confident, but I think it's, it's difficult to kind of dress yourself and feel good within yourself all the time. When you are in off season, like you will have those days when you don't feel that great. Um, so what, what sort of things do you do as yeah. someone who is really knowledgeable with like fashion and styling and all that sort of thing? Like, is there anything that you picked up along the way? Is there anything that you do to kind of, I guess, dress, yourself like it is difficult when you have that really nice thing that you wear and then depending on which like side of the coin you are you can't wear it because it doesn't fit the same way does that make sense yeah um I, I know I, like, I get what you're saying like it is really hard and I remember like in my head like it's ingrained in my head like just this memory of me coming out of prep and then I think the first time that I put a pair of I think it was shorts on um when I came out like when I was fairly into off season and I when I was at that point where I'd been so lean I remember I've got like mirrored wardrobe so I can kind of see the back of me as well as the front um 
and I remember seeing the back and thinking like I've got like cellulite on my legs or like do you know what I mean like it didn't look like it it wasn't all like tight and toned on the back of my legs yeah. and I remember thinking oh my god so I don't want to wear these and I think it is really difficult um I don't really have like separate wardrobes as such for like <laughs> off season in fact like I don't have I feel like the only thing that really fluctuates with me is my waist. Like my waist just t- tends to go tiny. Um, but other than that, I kind of just stick to the same sort of things and, you know, just like hook a belt on if you, if your jeans or whatever are a bit, a bit big. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it is really difficult and it's really difficult to kind of see yourself maybe when you've been in the summery dress really lean and then you're putting it on in your off season and it doesn't quite feel or look the same um I mean it's it's really hard to give someone else advice but I think for me now I've kind of got to the point where again at first it's really difficult and then I always find it really difficult and then for me now it's really like leveled off and I just feel I feel comfortable again as me right now. Like I feel really comfortable in my off season body and um, I've kind of just accepted like, yeah, I, I have some stretch marks in places like on my side of my bum or whatever. Like I can see where I've, you know, built muscle, but that's, that's a good thing. And I kind of just got over the fact that I don't look that tiny and I, I kind of stopped myself looking at pictures and stuff as well because I just think sometimes if I'm looking at photos where I've been really lean and then I'm like oh my god look at me there and I just think that isn't helpful for me so I don't know I just I just try to feel as comfortable as possible in in how I am now um and I I don't I don't mind it to be honest I don't find it a massive issue for me right now really um and also if I put something on, sometimes if it's like a dress or something and my arms are out, sometimes I might feel like a bit minging and then I'll put a bit of fake tan on <laughs> and then it makes it feel so much better. <laughs> is an off-season best friend, not just for prep. I kid you not. It's the best thing. Yeah, 100% all the time, all year round. <laughs> it's the kind of like key pieces that you would say are really potentially something that a competitor should look towards because I when you're when you are shopping a lot of times they are designing those clothes for like a normal inverted commas body so I find my shoulders are quite big um so naturally my shoulders like probably right now my shoulders are probably like a 14 which sounds ridiculous but then my waist will probably be a 10 12 that's that's me being an off season yeah um yeah so what sort of like pieces do you find potentially might fit you really well in prep and in off season or kind of having a more muscular frame do you find there's certain styles or certain items where you're like definitely won't wear that that's not for me and then other styles when you're like actually I could like rock that pretty well so for me obviously oversized is like life but generally speaking for me I would say um you know like the what are they called they're like paper bag high-waisted trousers yeah yeah I find those, doesn't matter whether I'm off season or if I'm on prep, they flatter me so well um, because you can tie them in a little bit tighter and it doesn't really matter. But even when you are a bit bigger, they still fit me just as well and they kind of go over the lumps and bumps, as you, if you know yeah, what I mean. Like, they're not super fitted. I literally love them. Is there anything else that you find, like obviously for your own style? Like, yeah. I mean, I do like wear quite a lot of oversized stuff anyway. Like I love that look. Like I love an oversized blazer. I love an oversized jumper. Like I just love that look. Um, I think if you go down my Instagram at the minute, now it's starting to get a bit warmer. I'm literally obsessed with cycle cycle shorts. I feel like that is such a, I've got them in like five different colors and I just feel like that's such an easy thing. Like, Like what I'm wearing now, like a sweatshirt, and just like a pair of cycle shorts is just such an easy thing because you're just in an oversized sweatshirt. It's that like in between weather where it's like, it's a nice day. It's like 14, 15 degrees, but it's not like really, really hot. So you can wear a jumper, but you can have your legs out. Um, 
I feel like that's just my go-to at the minute for being comfortable. Um, what do you wear with cycling shorts though? I wear trainers. Trainer. I just wear, yeah, just probably like white, whitish trainers. Yeah, but That's how do you trainers looking white though? Because I wear mine out for like one day and they just go to shit and then I put them in the washer and then it just looks like this weird milky grey. I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> crack protect. Although some of mine do need a clean at the minute, but honestly, I crack protect them, just spray them all over. Yeah. What, you, do you spray that as soon as you get them? Yeah. I've literally got... I think it's, do you know what? This is actually really funny. I've got like a, a shelf in my wardrobe. I've got Bikini Bite and Crack Protect like next to each other on the shelf. <laughs> if I had to sum you up now in two products, it'd be Bikini Bite and the Crack Protect. That's like your two alter egos. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, because they're like similar sized little bottles and they just sit on the shelf. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But yeah, I would definitely say, going on your feed is definitely definitely inspo and the thing is i look at you more as a, because you are a competitor when i look at yourself i'm like right if she's wearing that then i could maybe wear that <laughs> as yeah. Way um, yeah i think i do love i do love like oversized stuff i love like an oversized or like even when it comes to the summer like an oversized like shirt dress like anything i'm not really about i don't really I do wear it sometimes, but I, I don't, I'm not always wearing like fitted stuff. Like I do just like that oversized kind of look. Yeah. If in doubt, oversized, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. So, <laughs> so let's talk to us about um, like your lifestyle, being an influencer. Like you have your fingers in a lot of different pots. You also work with me and you put it with my way of working, which I don't know if it's actually makes any sense half the time. The amount of times I have to voice note Katie be like, don't know, I'm literally rambling, it's in my head, take it or leave it. And then you're like, yeah, that's fine. Um, so yeah, but it always makes sense. It's all good. I'll have to write it, that's fine. <laughs> I know what's going on, it's all good. I, I just like the fact that you've got your fingers in a lot of different things and you work for yourself. Um, I think it's quite a rare, a rare thing to come across. So yeah what advice would you have for people potentially who want to work for themselves and kind of do different things because i think it i can imagine it's fun but i can imagine it's sometimes i guess can maybe feel a little bit demanding when you've got so many things going on at the same time yeah because you've I got your horses hard. you've got you do online coaching as well yeah you work with bit. brands as well <laughs> i do so much you so much I hate it when people ask me, like, you know, when you're like at a family dinner or something, like, and people are asking you what, what you do for a job, and it's like, do you have 10 minutes just so I can, like, list all the different things? It, it, it is difficult, but it's like, and it is hard to sometimes keep on top of because you haven't got it all in one place. So you're like going to, with like brands and stuff, I'm like going to my emails, and then with, online coaching like my whatsapp's going off do you, do you know what i mean like everything is in different places so it's quite hard sometimes to keep keep it going i'm lucky that i haven't got like masses of online clients and i quite like keeping it quite small um but yeah it, it is it can be difficult but i think i've always kind of liked just keeping myself busy and like loads of different things um yeah it, it works quite well for me but it can be can be a challenge but I think if you're like looking to do you're looking to work for yourself and you're looking to do different things then go for it because if that's stuff that you enjoy then why not kind of half-heartedly you know you want to kind of dip into everything then do it because if you enjoy doing that then that's going to keep you interested and keep you doing different things rather than just doing one because mm. when I came out of university before I got my first job I always remember like this conversation I had with my mum in the park and I was like I don't want to just do a full-time marketing job I was like I've got this passion for fitness I've got this passion for like the creative stuff that I do I was like yeah. I want to be able to have I guess build my own life where I can dip into all of those because I just I didn't want to feel like one was being neglected because at the end of the day I would end up resenting the two others just because I couldn't divert, like divert that time um yeah. difficult I don't know about you like it is difficult when you first start out doing that 
Um, but I had the base. I don't know where your base kind of came from, but my base was from marketing. And then from that, I kind of branched out and brought things in, like slowly but surely. Um, I think that's probably like the best way to describe it. But yeah, I think I, I felt better once I kind of was like, do you know what? It's cool. Not everyone else does this sort of lifestyle. It's kind of might look scatty, like scatty to others. Like all my friends always just think I'm just really scatty because I'm always like, I'm talking about one thing. And then suddenly I'm like, talking about this next thing. They're like, hang on, what? Like, are we, what, yeah. what, where are we? And I'm like, oh, the same thing. Cause it's kind of different, but yeah. Well, I was working in, like, just working in gyms before. So I'd worked in a couple of gyms. Um, and I just, I just didn't, I know loads of people love PT and things like that, but I just didn't like it. I didn't, it just wasn't, being in that gym environment just wasn't for me. And I think I kind of ruined it for myself in a way a bit as well, because I went from like a really like warehousey, like bodybuilding gym to like a like real like health social club that was kind of full of like a few like older generation, like it was a bit more like fancy. Um, so I, I, I don't know, like either what I've been in both and it just it's just it's just not for me. Um, yeah. I like just kind of having my own company and I think with the um like marketing side of things as well I love that like creative like anyway from doing my own Instagram and stuff so I think like that kind of feeds through into that and then I've been like really enjoying doing that as well so talk to us about what you do within compact I think that's quite interesting and <laughs> I kid you not every time you get like in you get a QA and a on your Instagram story I'm like oh someone's gonna ask her that million dollar question <laughs> Honestly, I think the ones that come up all the time are like silly ones about like fake tan or like filler or something and then living compact do I own compact no like I don't know where these I don't even like post about it like all loads like, I'm not that do you know what I mean um it is quite funny though. Uh, I, I don't know where I think it's happened a few times now and I just don't understand where it comes from um but yeah but to be fair I did put that story up the other day so I feel like maybe it was that maybe I don't know I do find it quite funny though <laughs> yeah um but yeah I kind of just do the um social media posting and like graphic creating don't I side for compact um and then I give you a little bit of a hand with the vlog side of things. Um, what else do I do? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't do anything else. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say is the social media. You do you occasionally dip into the DMs depending on how busy we get. Um, yeah. You do have a little bit with the athlete side. I think because you've worked with brands and you are technically an athlete, like I think it's, I always find it's really helpful to bounce ideas off you directly because I feel like you're kind of dipping your you've got your toes in both sides so I think it's quite an average you're not average yeah. but it's quite a balanced view that you kind of give me um and yeah with the vlogs so a bit of an insight I'm really I'm mass well I don't know how bad my errors are my grammar but I'm always like really like self-conscious of it so Katie very much I would say I provide like the sponge and then you put the icing and then you put the cherry. Like <laughs> I have the idea there, but then you actually make it what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I get what you mean. You like voice note with something and then I'm like, okay, I'll write it in a paragraph. <laughs> yeah. No, I will just voice note you and then you just you're really good with like written stuff though, like really, really good. Um you've helped me with photo shoots, like I yeah. love how you're listing this. This is my problem because when, because I've got so many things going on, when you sit there and ask me what I do, I have to like pop a thing about it and I'm like, right, let's switch everything else off. <laughs> no, it's cool. Yeah, I've always said this to you, like, you've been a massive, massive help because when it is just you, you being like the main person in your business, it is mm -hmm. nice just to bounce ideas off. And when you've got so many tasks, like for you, it might seem like a really small thing what you're doing. For me, it's just a massive relief because yeah. I can't see, like, it sounds like little, really small, like, grammatical areas that like, I can't see them. I will, just matter how many times I'll read it, I cannot see it. Just matter how many yeah. times I'm trying to phrase what I'm trying to say, I can't put it into words that someone's actually going to understand what the hell I'm on about. Um, yeah. So, no, you've been, like, a massive, 
massive help. So yeah, hopefully we'll actually get the photo shoot. Be able to we did loads of work on the photo shoot prep and then we couldn't even do it. Yeah, that was literally gutting. That was just before everything sort of like went mad, didn't it? Yeah, but we'll do it. We'll yeah. Do it. So I think the last couple of bits, um, I'm literally checking my list like I like to tick off. <laughs> um, I've got written down here working with brands um, and difference between sponsorships and ads and building a profile online. Um, so your Instagram platform, I would say, is it is it's not just a personal one. Like I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but like you do kind of yeah. get some sort of revenue and income from it. Um, so yeah. When did that start for you? Um, and like what sort of things have you picked up along the way in terms of like working with brands whether that's like inside of the competing industry and outside of the competing industry um, essentially help other competitors who essentially want to follow that sort of same route as you yeah um I think well I think going back from the beginning I think kind of I started working with brands and sort of I say I started getting like a little bit of income from it when it passed like maybe like 10,000 followers or something um I just feel like that's kind of a little like a key you can add just swipe ups then do you know what I mean your account's a bit more valuable to companies because they know you can kind of link things through and you have that base mm-hmm. um yeah so I think it kind of started from there um and I can't even remember I think I don't know when I started working with like my protein, for example, I think that was maybe like a couple of years ago um, that I started working with them. Um, and it's, it's quite, there's, I mean, there's loads of different things that I know people see on Instagram and now you have to like label things as ads and things like that. Um, then you've got like affiliate links and things like that. So like something like a, I think I posted like yesterday that the my protein bands are back in stock um because people message me about things like that all the time and people messaged me yesterday and said oh my god thank you so much for putting that up because they've been trying to get them um but I still will put like affiliate link because I've I've coded that link so I get a kickback off it so when people are swiping up and buying on that I'm getting a commission kickback from it um so I mean things like that aren't a lot um but it adds up um and like using people's links is really beneficial to that person um and you know even using my discount code for example with them I actually don't get any money from it but it helps me supports me with the brand and when I actually hit um if I hit a higher tier I get more stuff every month so I get like a set amount of money that I can go on and buy whatever I want on the my protein website every month so yeah like things like that I'm really appreciative of because without like my followers supporting me then I wouldn't be able to have that so that's amazing um I think it's really important from the get-go to kind of only accept things that you love I think it's so important like I cannot stress it enough if you get a job offer or you get even if you get a message from a company wanting to gift you something for a post if you're not if it's a bit tacky or a bit like you don't it's not your style don't accept it because you're setting yourself up from the get-go to not be true to yourself and your followers will know that they'll pick it up from a mile off that you're just promoting something because you've got some free stuff out of it or you've got a bit of money out of it I've literally honestly some of the jobs that I've had have been bizarre like so bizarre like I don't even know if I can like save some of them on camera because they're like honestly so and I've had things like those um those ab things you know you stick on oh yeah yeah or like uh weight loss pills and things like that obviously I'm not going to promote that it's like totally against any I think any competitor as well we get really like passionate about things like that don't we we're like this is this is not true um so I just yeah like things like that I just would never ever ever promote and I think a lot of things even when I started promoting the um vitamin gummy things that I've done a couple of posts for um I made them send me them first and I said I want I want to I want to try them and I want to 
see what the like percent because some of them don't have very high percentage and stuff do they mm-hmm. I wanted to check the product out so they sent me them for free and then I've said okay and then obviously they've paid me x amount to post about it so yeah I just think the main bit of advice would be always like stay true to yourself when it comes to brands and don't just accept anything only accept things that you're like passionate about and that you believe in and then the other thing in terms of growing your account which again is difficult now I feel like Instagram has changed a lot Mm -hmm. um my account at the minute has been up and down all the time because I just feel like Instagram is just being bizarre with algorithms and things like that it's, it's hard now and it's, it's saturated now as well everyone wants to grow their account I get messages every week saying how did you grow your account and it's it's hard to answer that question yeah. um because it started so long ago like I don't know how many years ago I was at 10,000 it's taken a long time yeah. um so yeah I'd, I'd say there's not really any any sort of like cheat code to do it but just being consistent with posting which everyone will say but it's true and I've been a bit slack with it recently because everything's going on it's difficult and some days I just don't feel like posting because I have good days and bad days like everyone else does in this like time at the moment but um trying to be like as consistent as possible and trying to sort of stay in your niche I think you'll notice maybe on my profile I love white yeah. and everything kind of like everything always has the same filter on it as well so they all kind of like look it looks I think it looks quite like clean it kind of all matches it's not, yeah it's not all over the place do you know what I mean yeah. um and it's the same with the compact like we kind of have a layout don't we so we go like yeah, I'd taken no credit for that that was all your <laughs> and I Okay, so I put like a a meme or a quote or something and then a photo and it goes in that order so it's kind of like a little grid. Um, I think it's just important to, if you're going to do it from a business perspective, kind of make it look aesthetically pleasing. Um, And also as well, another thing that I would say is so important is like, if you want to grow your account, make connections. Mm. So even like Instagram is a social platform. Like you need to be social on it. If you're just sitting there posting and then closing the app, Instagram's not going to put your post in front of people. It's not going to like, that is kind of a way to get the, get in on the algorithm. So I have so many girls that we don't, I don't really use um, engagement groups and stuff like that. Cause I just feel like I used to, I've been in them before, but I don't use them now because I just feel like they kind of damage you a bit um but there's still girls from from those groups that I follow and we just comment on each other's photos and things so we'll always you know just support each other you think Instagram is a bit of a competitive platform but in reality actually when you've got girls that are doing the same thing as you you're all kind of support each other and I think if you went and followed um a competitor if you have like a competitive account and you like a load of their photos and either drop drop a couple of comments saying that they look amazing or whatever and give them a follow they'll probably follow you back yeah um so it's just kind of trying to be active and trying to build connections I think that's really important yeah I love that I love that you were trying to like be like oh we had that idea I was like nope that was not my idea (laughs) (laughs) it's very very true and I think it's really good tips to kind of take away um, and I've never thought about doing that like grid thing, but we use the app Planoli. That's the that's what you call it, isn't it? Yeah. And I actually really like that. Um, I really really like that idea, and I think the analytics. Are, I would say they're slightly better than um, Instagram half the time. So yeah, if anyone kind of wants to try and set up, I guess when you've got like a couple of posts in your head, but you're not sure visually how it's going to look, then definitely download Planoli. Um, yeah, I've got two on my phone because I have. I've got obviously Compact's one logged in on Planoli or Planoli or whatever you say it. And um, there's one called Preview as well, which is literally the same. So I've got, I'm logged in on that one. So I always ping my posts in to see how they look and like drag them around. So I don't want to put like two photos in of me in front of my mirror, for example, like in the same, exactly the same position right next to each other on my grid and I don't want to put two selfies up like next to each other either <laughs> so I just kind of drag it around so they're a bit mixed up and kind of planned yeah trial an hour definitely trial an hour 
So I think we should end it there. But one last question. What makes you not just bikini girl? Okay, so what makes me not just a bikini girl is that I have a horse and I that's my other hobby. So my hobby is not just fitness. Um, I also have horses as well. So that is would be riding and stuff would be what makes me not just a bikini girl. What's your horse called again? Argento. Argento. Which actually is Italian, which means silver. Ah, that's cool. That's really cool. Do you find horse riding like harder in a way for like a workout? Because you have to kind of, you can't sit directly on the horse, can you? You kind of have to be slightly above. Is that right? Um, yeah, well, kind of like it's not just sitting down, like, there's so much. Some people will be like, this is so boring, but so, it's so much to it. Like, I could literally go on forever, but I still, people find it mind boggling that. I still like have I still have lessons like with my horse because you just constantly are, are improving and you're constantly you're not just sitting there um you have to your legs are in a certain place and your 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 pelvis is in a certain place you, you know if I for example ran facts but if I tilt my pelvis forwards um or like arch my back my horse can feel I, my horse is taught to basically stop so if I arch my back, he knows that I'm the way I'm sitting in the saddle that I'm asking him to stand. So I don't actually have to use any rein pressure. It's just my position that is asking him to stop. Um, so that's quite cool. Um, but things like that, yeah, the way you're sat and the way, even like in your hands, you're constantly asking them to not steer in, but you're constantly asking them to like hold themselves, to bend their neck down you're constantly doing things with your hands and I think your legs obviously you're constantly like squeezing and putting them in the right place to that's a workout <laughs> <laughs> that's I rode before this and I was literally like it's so hot out there I was like sweating it's, it's cardio isn't it <laughs> do you kind of implement that when you, you prep like you go I don't know do you count that as calories like burn or like a cardio activity um I actually did, I actually haven't though. So I I've never counted it as cardio. And I think I've literally all my preps I've ridden until about a week out. So I've I've always wanted to keep more mainly for him as well. I don't want it I want him to be like keep fit. It's not fair on him to just do nothing. Yeah. Um so I've always I've always still rode until about a week out when I just kind of want to rest my legs. Um but yeah, I've never, I've never counted it. I've never, I've never counted it as cardio or calories burnt or anything like that. I've just kind of, but that's quite nice in a way because I enjoy it. And then I guess you're doing a little bit extra without realising. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. Well, thank you so much for coming on, babe. I hope this has been fun for everyone listening. Um, do please go leave a review and subscribe and all that fun stuff. Uh, I will put Katie's details in the bottom as well so you can go check out all her fashionista fashionista <laughs> fashion styled um inspiration and post but thank you so much for coming on that's all right thank you for having me it was fun